hello there. You're listening to Jelly and Bean. This is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics. Tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is the 22nd of February, 2013, and this is episode 13. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. How do you feel about this being the lucky episode 13? Uh, well, I am under the impression this is going to be our best episode ever. Of course it will be. Every episode is our best ev- episode ever. That's true. We, uh, we just get better with age. We do. We're like a fine wine. Yes. Fine wine. And you don't get drunk when you listen to us. No. Though that may, that may help us be more enjoyable. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Somebody needs to test this out and get back to us. <laughs> so, uh, follow-up. Do you have follow-up for us this week? I do. I do. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure that even some of our most devout fans are getting a little sick of Star Wars news, but... It just it just keeps coming, so we just have to keep talking about it. I, I'm sure that you wouldn't let us uh, let us forget to talk about it. <laughs> that, that's true. I, I, w- I would find a way to make anything segue into Star Wars. Just like I will find any way to make anything segue to Apple. Yes. Well, there, there's no there's no definite Apple topics today, but I'm sure you'll reference them. You 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 know that I've uh, I've got something up my sleeve. Yes. All right. So Star Wars news. Um, it has been officially announced that there are going to be two spin-off movies. Uh, this is not necessarily discounting the Yoda one we talked about a couple episodes back. Um, it's just uh, different ones. Uh, there'll be a young Han Solo movie, uh, which is supposed to take place um, between episodes three and four. So, you know, I guess between the, the trilogies. Uh, and then also a Boba Fett movie, which is supposed to take place uh, some somewhere between the original, well, I guess within the original trilogy. So I mean, you know, in, interesting times, and, and nothing that's really been covered even within the extended universe of the books or even the comics. Like you know, there's some of it's going to be covered, but not enough where you can say, oh, you know, if they do that that time zone, you know, they have to cover you know this specific situation or this story. You know, like, there's, there's still big enough areas where, you know, you can have a, you know, a, a story on its own that doesn't necessarily, you know, that doesn't break continuity with anything else that, you know, people might, might have read or, or seen before. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't really have anything to add to that. It's just yeah. basically that's the news. Yeah. Well, and, and now that means it becomes the, uh, the, the endless inter- internet rumors about who's going to be cast as young Han Solo. Of course it will be. And uh, it will, of course, be me, because who else, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, who else? Who else? Uh, JJ, JJ, given that you're listening to this, uh, you should you should get on this uh, very soon, uh, because otherwise we may just have to turn you down. Yeah, I mean, if, if you know, this podcast might, you know, just I'll say, sorry, I, I can't do a Star Wars movie, I have to do a podcast. <laughs> yes, you do. So, uh, so this week, uh, moving into regular, regular topics, new, new topics, uh, this week, Google opened up, uh, I guess, early public testing for Google Glass. Have you heard of Google Glass? A, a bit. I, I heard, um, I guess when, when they first started to announce it, I've, I've seen it, but I haven't, uh, I guess seen any recent stories about it, so I don't know how it's changed since then. So 
enlighten me. All right. So uh, basically, they've come out with like I, I mean, they they already had it officially announced what Google Glass is and that sort of thing because uh, they had the the big uh, keynote, I guess, a few months back now. This uh, what they've what's happened this week is that they've opened up for and basically announced that they're going to be doing uh, public testing. Uh, what this basically does is they're holding, I guess, a sort of competition thing, like applications via uh, via through Twitter and uh, Google Plus. So they'll be opening up for applications uh, where people can actually. Uh, like send in like and explain what they would do if they had Google Glass, and uh, yeah. You, so if you actually get picked out, you get to basically pre-order a Google uh, Glass Explorer edition for fifteen hundred dollars US plus tax, uh, and you get to pick it up either in New York, San Francisco, or Los Angeles. Well, that's great. It's a contest to spend fifteen hundred dollars. Exactly. Tax. Exactly. Uh, so basically, for those who don't know what Google Glass is, uh, it's basically a pair of glasses, I guess. Well, it's not actually glasses; it's one. It's one one glass. Uh, it looks like a pair of glasses without any lenses. Uh, and I'm not talking hipster glasses here. I'm talking like uh, there's a there's a basically a bar that goes from one ear around your face to the other to the other ear and then on the I guess the right side of that is a little bit of uh, tech that kind of comes out and comes in front of your eye that gives you a, a little screen uh, it has built-in microphone it has a built-in camera uh, and I believe it has built-in speakers so that you can uh, you can basically do all the sorts of things that you uh, could lot, lots of stuff that you can do from a cam, uh, from a, uh, a a phone, such such as like you know taking photos, recording video, uh, getting navigation directions, uh, sending messages, uh, getting the weather, and getting you know uh, doing Google searches and stuff like that. It's basically like a a little a little version of a phone that you okay. wear on your face. See, to, to me, when I whenever I look at it, um, did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Not really. No. Okay. Do, do you, you know that I have this? You know the meme uh, over nine thousand. I cannot say that I do. Jelly, you were. I'm not helping you, you out here, were, am I? You were ruining this. Thing. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's a character in Dragon Ball Z that had a little thing that looked like Google glasses on one of his eyes, and he could like read your power levels. And there was a point where he goes, "Oh, it's over nine thousand, and that became an internet thing where, you know, wherever there was a number involved, they would, you know, put a picture of him with, you know, the, the caption, it's over 9,000. So, if, if any of our listeners who aren't jelly, and therefore, you know, get these references, that's what Google Glass reminds me of. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, honestly, I had, like, ever since I've been following, you know, the, the development of these, as far as, you know, the, the announcements and that sort of stuff that they've been putting out, uh, and I have to be honest, I'm kind of keen to have one. I can't get one because I can't actually apply for them. The applications are only open to people from the US or in the US. Uh, so I'm not actually capable of getting one. But it's one of those things that it uh, it just seems really cool. No, I, I agree. Like it, I would, it would be one of the things if someone just, you know, dropped into my doorstep, I wouldn't send it back. I would, you know, I would quite enjoy... 
you know, using it and all that kind of stuff, I, I just, I can't see myself putting down 1500 bucks for it. Maybe you know not I mean? initially, no. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see how kind of how how well they do and and that sort of thing before before I actually do get one. And I'm sure that if I went and spent fifteen hundred dollars right now on a uh, on a piece of tech like this, I'd get in lots of trouble. <laughs> uh, so you know, there's that. But you know, the the whole idea of having a camera that is essentially uh, is not even one that you have to pull out of your pocket. Uh, you know, it, it appeals to me. That's why, you know, I mean, we were talking last week about how, you know, how the, the, uh, the possibility of having an iWatch, uh, you know, an Apple smartwatch, uh, kind of interests me. Well, so does, so does having something that I wear on my head that makes me look like a dork. An uh, iFace. But yeah, an iFace. I would definitely get one if it was made by Apple, regardless of how much it costs, let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, but, you know the the whole idea of uh, of this, where it, you know it it responds to your voice. Uh, you can say things to it, like you can just tell it what you want it to do. So you, there's no like interaction with it uh, with your hands. It's just you know you say things like, "Okay, glass, take a picture," and it takes a picture. Uh, you can you know get it to record. You can send messages, and messages are sent. Uh, you know messages are uh, dictated to the to the device, just like you would with. Uh, Google Now or Siri, uh, although I suppose it's probably more like Google Now, given that it's Google's tech. Uh, so, you know, but it, it also, like, opens up a lot of opportunities uh, using, like, they've... Um, they've been that like some of the stuff that they demonstrate in the video is things like uh getting translations for for uh for for words and stuff so you, you know you could be over in uh you could be traveling wearing these glass like this this glass thing and uh you might be trying to ask somebody something in french or you know in german or something or a language that you're not really quite sure about and you could just you could just basically so rather than you know pulling out your phone and finding the app for translations and stuff like that uh you know and then you know finally typing it in or whatever and you know you know a couple of minutes later having your translation there you can just go okay glass translate this for me and you just speak what you want it to say and it will just repeat it back to you in the language that you've asked for uh so I I think that the the whole idea of it is very very cool. Uh you know, maybe it's not something that you that you know you must have. Uh it it certainly is something that we've we can live without given that we have lived without it for uh for as long as we have. Yeah, forever. <laughs> for forever <laughs> until now. Uh but the whole idea is is very very uh very very cool and it certainly is one of those things where uh it fixes a lot of first world problems. Um like we were talking about last week, uh, you know, in that you, while you know while you're running through an airport to 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 your gate and you want to know if you're on time or whatever uh, for your flight, you know, you don't really need to uh, have a device that will is capable of looking it up for you, but it's helpful. Yeah, it's, it's a nice bonus. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it. It would be very cool to to have one, but it's it's one of those things where it might not be worth purchasing it, at least not straight up. Yeah, well, that's it's kind of the, the catch twenty two of new products is that you need people to buy it for it to get 
you know, affordable enough for the every, everyday person to grab it, but right. for it to be affordable enough, people need to buy it. Yeah, well, I mean, here's, here's the thing, right? So it's going to cost, like, it's going to cost $1,500. Uh, and, I mean, when the iPad first came out, uh, it was, I think, it was around $800 or, or whatever. And it was the same sort of question that we're, we're asking right now about the Google Glass in that, uh, you know, the iPad didn't really have a market because nobody had ever really had a device like that before. I mean, there'd been tablets before. I'm not saying that, you know, the the iPad was the first tablet ever in existence, ever, ever, ever. But tablets hadn't really taken off in a way that they have ever since the iPad arrived on the scene. Right. Uh, because they'd just been basically laptops that had no keyboard, which seems crazy useful, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, like, we, are, we everybody was asking the question of, you know, oh, I kind of like the, the idea of the iPad, but I, I don't know if I'd ever use it. And I think it's the same sort of situation with the Google Glass in that uh, I think it'll be one of those things that where you, when you try something like this out for the first time, that's when you'll kind of get the idea of, oh, I can use it here and here and here and here and for this and that and, you know, to, you know, to do all these things and you'll, but you'll only ever kind of get that once you actually start playing with it and once you actually start trying, like once you try it out and then you probably will find that you'll be able to go, oh yeah, that's, this is what, this is where this fits in, in my life. Uh, and that's and that's the only point at which you know spending fifteen hundred dollars on something actually becomes uh, becomes understandable. You know, you don't spend fifteen hundred dollars on something that you won't ever use or that has absolutely no effect on your life whatsoever. You only do it. You only spend that sort of money on something that will actually be become part of your life. Right. You know, at least you know if as long as you're not a billionaire or something. Where, where that sort of money is chump change, but you know it's it's I think one of those things where once people actually start trying them out, once they start you know purchasing them, then it'll get a bit of a bit of momentum because I think you know that's the sort of thing that happens with with new products. Uh, but that's not to say that it won't flop. Like it may very well. Um, you know, there is wouldn't be the first product to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is. I guess that we haven't really thought about is that if this can do messages and stuff like this, this might be a replacement for your phone, which it, means it very well could be that you know as much as fifteen hundred dollars is a lot. You know, you, you're normally spending a couple hundred bucks, you know, every two years for that new phone, right? E- even even on contract, you're still paying a bit. You know, they're they're still finding ways to charge you for it. You know, so it's it's not. I guess if you see it like that, it's not as expensive as fifteen hundred. It might only be twelve hundred. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not sure whether or not it has, say, the ability to take a SIM card or something like that. Uh, they haven't released that sort of specs for it. Not that I know about, anyway. Uh, but there's no reason why it couldn't, like... And I, I believe what it does is it, it can... Uh, I know it has Wi-Fi, Um because they that's that's one of the features that they used when during the the, the keynote a few months back right. uh, because I don't know if you remember they had skydivers jump out of a plane live and land on the building that they were 
having the keynote in and actually come down through the building and come out on stage, all the while wearing these uh, Google glasses, Google Glass... I don't know how... Products. Google Glasses. I don't, don't really know how to pluralize that. They were wearing units of Google Glass. Units of Google Glass. There you go. Uh, and... You know, they and all the while that was all done with Wi-Fi, and they actually uh, there was actually some uh, some articles that came out around the t- same time that explained how they did it. In that they basically uh, got a giant Wi-Fi antenna and directed it towards the towards the people as they jumped out of the plane and followed them down with this giant antenna. Okay. Uh, from the you know from the build the, the the top of the, the the building that they were going to be landing on. Uh, so, and then once they were there, they just kind of were on the Wi-Fi regular. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the whole idea is, is very, very cool, I think. Uh, and, you know, it probably runs Android, which is okay. Uh, so, like, if you, so, if you live in the United States and, uh, you're more than 18 years old, then there is no reason why you couldn't you know, at least try it out, especially if you've got $1,500 just lying around. And if you have $1,500 lying around and you don't get it, feel free to send it to us. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I will happily take uh, t- take a, a unit of Google Glass <laughs> uh, as long as I don't get in too much trouble for spending that much money. <laughs> but, you know, the, the other thing is, like, this is a step in that kind of... Uh, I guess our our image of, of what the future is supposed to look like, you know, it's 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 wearable, you know, uh, heads up displays, right? And I remember, I remember, you know, it was only really maybe ten years ago or so uh, when I used to like I would look up things about wearable computing because the whole idea is is kind of fascinating, really, having a computer that you kind of carry around with you. Uh, but not just carry around with you that you don't actually have to pull out or anything. It's just there, like right. it, it's just it's just with you. Uh, so you know, and we've kind of come a step in that direction already with things like you know our iPhones, which are basically or you know your Androids or whatever, uh, where you know you've got a you've got a computer in your pocket, you've got the internet in your pocket, and you pull it out, and there it is. But this is this is a step further. And I remember back in like back ten years ago when uh, that when they were doing some similar things, little screens that sit in front of your eyes, and like some of the some of the tech that they used like looked like you know looked like the Borg you know out of out of <laughs> Star Trek. Uh, it was like it was chunky and there was bits everywhere, and you had like this piece that came out and kind of sat in front of your face. And it took up like this, you know, big area out out in front of you, and you looked like something, yeah, like like you were in part of the Borg. And now we've, and you know, we still haven't got to the point where it's completely seamless. In that we haven't, you know, it's not just a pair of glasses that ha- happen to have a computer built into them, but it's certainly a step towards that. Like it's so it's it's so much sleeker than what it used to be, right? Uh, and it certainly doesn't have, you know, a giant pack that it has to connect up to, which is, you know, which you're wearing on your back. Yeah, no, no, no Ghostbusters proton pack sitting back no, there. None of that sort of business. Um, 
And there's no reason why, you know, this couldn't keep going and in a couple of years, you know, we're finding that, you know, we don't even notice it, that it's just part of, uh, it, you can just buy it as part of a pair of glasses and just wear, you know, if you're wearing the glasses, you get the, you get the benefit of having, you know, the internet at your beck and call. Right. Which is very cool. And I'm very interested in that sort of stuff. And I'm very interested to see where this goes. Yeah, you know, I, I've heard uh, rumors as well that uh, Google is going to be opening up um, physical stores. Uh, really? I, yeah. Well, I, I don't. I, I'll find the the, uh, the article I'm written in the show notes. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily something that's set in stone, but the, the thought is because something like Google Glass, it's kind of hard just to, you know, explain it enough to somebody that they want to buy it. Like a lot of times, with something like that, you need to try it on. Yeah, you and, need to physically and, use it. Yeah, and, and th- this is the only way they're going to be able to do that other than, you know, giving it to, you know, other retailers, which probably wouldn't go over, you know, that w- wouldn't be as, I guess, um, they wouldn't have the same pressure to sell it as someone who works directly for, for Google would. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, so this, I mean, yeah, sorry, this, is, this is the exact reason why Apple opened up their own stores. It's because they found that, you know, trying to get other people to sell their products, they didn't get, you know, as much, uh, as much, you know, emphasis as they wanted. Uh, they tried uh, a, a method whereby they would put, uh, like, a, a stand in the stores. So you've probably, I mean, you've probably seen that sort of stuff. You walk into, like, uh, you know, JB Hi-Fi's and stuff, uh, have them, where you walk in and there's, like, an Apple store-esque kind of, Stand where they've got you know all the apples all lined up, right? The, the, all the, the Macs apple, and stuff. The apple click of of the uh, computer store. Yeah, and you know they'll be surrounded by the 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 regular the regular laptops and stuff. Uh, the so so part of the reason that they you know they the, they opened up their own stores was because you know they weren't getting enough they they felt like they weren't getting enough uh sales from from that sort of strategy so they just decided to make the jump into into make having their own stores and it w- has worked out really well for them and their stores do do great so there's no reason why uh why Google who have started moving into the uh into the actual uh hardware realm couldn't do something similar yeah and like we said it'd be a way to, to to sell the glass they could sell the uh the nexus phones and tablets and you know whatever else they the chromebooks the yeah chromebooks, there you go it's, and the google yeah. the, what is it the google like google tv sets uh you know and the there's there was like a, a ball thing i think that you know that was like a like an apple tv type thing yeah i i, I think they stopped making that yeah, like but, I think there there was a point where they re- you know once they released it it was kind of like once it went out of stock it was gone. Yeah, uh, so that may not exist anymore, but who knows? But you know they, they they are definitely making making strides in that sort of direction where they're you know coming up with hardware or they're you know using using other people to to create hardware for them. Uh, the 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 Chromebooks and stuff like that are the uh, are a big a great example of that. Yeah, so I mean, Google's just expanding. Who knows? Maybe we'll be, you know, Google Google branded breakfast cereal next. Maybe, maybe to, to go along with the retro retro game crunch. Well, bringing it back. You know, we could we could very much we could very much find that they come up with say a game console for retro game crunch. There you go. And speaking of game consoles, uh, 
I bet you know, I bet that some of our listeners know, if not all of our listeners, have heard about the uh, the PS4 announcement that happened today. PS4? What's that, John? The PlayStation 4. It is a marvel of game engineering that will change the way that you think about gaming in the future. Well, even the first thing you said is a... Is a uh... I guess his announcement is the fact that it's actually called the PlayStation 4. Indeed. Indeed. And so, there you go, listeners. They're, they're very... Point, uh, point us. <laughs> they, are, they are very uh, you know, unique in their naming s- structure. Uh, well, so, credit I to think, Sony on that. Yeah. I think there was some rumor going around that it might be called, like, all the, the code names they have for it. I think Orbis was what they were calling it. Right. But, uh, I mean, pe- people thought that might be it. I didn't. You know, because you you know, if you change it to be the Orbis, you, you lose all the name recognition that comes with PlayStation. Right, exactly. Uh, and they they don't want to they don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so they had their they had their giant two hour long keynote today, uh, which was very Apple esque, I, I must say. Uh, and this they're, they're not the first company to start doing uh, very Apple like. Uh, to doing very Apple-like keynotes where they announce new products. You're that just being... going to make an Apple reference in every topic we talk about, aren't you? I I did I did say that I could could bring up Apple in everything. Uh, but I mean, and, and I, I think this is relevant though because uh, you know Apple's keynotes ha- have seemed to ha- be very popular, and uh, you know. Say what you will about the company, but you know their their ability to generate hype about a product uh, is is amazing. Like they've they they just have that knack down, and especially you know uh, Steve Jobs when he when he was around, he just was you know he he he's the guy that started the whole idea of you know um, you know bending reality to to his whim. Uh, you know, he had that capability when he walked into a room and started trying to sell you a device. You know, a device. He just, you know, he would use uh, all the right words to just, just to sell it, and that was that was, you know, why uh, part of why Apple became so successful uh, in recent years. Right. But you know, they they so they have a, a fairly straightforward formula for their thing so they you know they come on stage they might tell you a few numbers about the about the product uh if it's like a a product that already exists so if it's like say the ipad they'll come out and they'll say oh well you know we've in this last quarter that we sold you know this many million ipads and it's been amazing and we you know we've got developers who have created you know hundreds of thousands of whatever applications in the store and we've spent we've paid this much back to developers uh, and then they actually introduce you to the product. They just bring out the product and they're like, here's the new one. And they actually show it. Like, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so Sony have seemed to have tried to kind of replicate something similar, I guess, putting their own touch on it. Each of the different, uh, sections, I guess, was preceded by, uh, an announcement of who was coming up to talk next. Some of them were introduced by the person who just came before, and some of them had this kind of Unreal Tournament-esque voice where it was like, coming up next, this guy talks about, you know, from this company or whatever. That's how we should uh, 
start Jelly and Bean, I think. Oh, okay. Here we go. You're ready, listening ready. to Jelly and Bean. You're listening to Jelly and Bean. Yeah, indeed. I don't have my I don't have my intro uh, script up, so I can't. Uh, I, I I told you yeah. I'd forget it. <laughs> uh, so you know they they start out with that, and then they got up on stage and they talked about nothing for a while. Uh, the, I I didn't listen to the whole thing because there was a lot of game footage in there, and it was just like they played some game footage for several minutes that. I wasn't really interested in, so I just kind of gave up. Also, I had things to do because it was in the middle of the day here. Uh, so, you know, I have to do work. That's that's it's crazy. Happened. Everyone knows video games you know, is uh, more important than work. Indeed. So, you know, so, so there, was a, there was a whole bunch of games that they announced today. Uh, they did announce the new console. They didn't show it. Uh, it, they didn't pull out anything. Uh, pull out the console itself. They did pull out the new, uh, the new DualShock. What is it? DualShock Four or something? The control, the new controller. I have an article here somewhere in front of me that uh, has the name. Apparently, I've closed it. <laughs> uh, so they, you know, they they announced the the new controller. The new controller is kind of yeah. It is the DualShock Four controller. Uh, it has a couple of new things on it. It has a two-point capacitive touchpad, so it's got a little uh, touchpad which is kind of in the center of the game, like of, of the controller, and then up towards the top of it. Uh, so you know that works kind of like this. Well, basically exactly the same way uh, as your touchpad on your phone. It just doesn't have a screen behind it. Okay. Uh, it also has a three-axis gyroscope in it. Uh, a three-axis accelerometer, so uh, it can measure like you know the the tilt of your phone and and uh, quite precisely. Uh, it has vibration as they have all had up until now. It has a light bar with three color LEDs, LEDs LEDs. <laughs> uh, so they that basically is a little bar that's at the at the I guess the back of the controller. So thinking about it as the point that points towards the TV. Right. Uh, they were talking about it on stage when they first announced, were, were talking about the controller. The guy was there and he was like, oh, it's got a three-color LED light bar that you can use to identify the player. But also, we track that in three-dimensional space so that you can get the movement of the controller and we can tilt it and stuff like that. That's kind of the... That's how I imagine him speaking. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, I mean, that's interesting. I... I... I, I guess that's one of the things you got to see how the developers use it when it comes to things like the touchpad, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that they did apparently with with this uh, particular release is that they went and they talked to, to developers, like game developers. Uh, I guess big game, big companies of game developers, and and talked to the game developers and said, okay, what would you like in in the next console? Right. Uh which I guess is one way to take it because these are the guys who are making the game so they need to be able to cater to that in such in so far as uh you know it should be a place a console that people are comfortable in developing for right um so Essentially, that means that you know the, the, they've the, they made a few choices based on on you know the feedback that they got. Uh, it's going to be a uh, x86 uh, 
CPU on it, which is uh, for for programmers is very uh, familiar. Uh, it's going to have a next gen uh, graphics card that does uh, that's an AMD. And yeah, yeah I think got, I think got um, lots of I was reading before that AMD's pretty much going to be in all the systems. So I, I think it's in the Wii U. It's it's in the PS4. I think it's going to be in the Xbox. You know, rumored of course in the Xbox yep. as well. Yep. So they've they've kind of got that market down pat. They they seem to have, but then you know Intel have got the the PC market down uh, oh, yeah. pretty much. So there's it makes sense. Uh, so there's but AMD doing the the main the main CPU and the and the GPU as well. Uh, it's going to have eight gig of uh, built in memory, uh, RAM, which is a lot for a game console. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot for anything. It's a lot for anything. Uh. I have eight gig on my computer and never ever need it, so need all of it anyway. Uh, it's going to have Blu-ray capability, which I mean, the current one already has that. Uh, it has a built-in hard drive for uh, for installing stuff on games, I guess. Uh, it's going to have it has a the PlayStation Four i camera, so it's actually very similar to the Kinect. It has two cameras, which is what it uses to track the uh, the light bar. On the uh, on the DualShock Four controller, okay, yeah, uh, there is rumours that it's going to be uh, really high. What's the really high definition video called? Four K. Four K. That's the one. I knew it was a four something. <laughs> I just was getting confused with PlayStation Four. Uh, so there's rumours that it'll be capable of doing that, uh, like outputting that. Although you know, until we actually have uh, TVs and stuff that really are capable of showing that, there's not really much use for that sort of th- sort of thing. Yeah, except right. For, it's one of except the for, it, you know, a, except for being able to boast about, oh, my console has 4K. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, what, how long did this current console generation last? Like, It did. Eight, eight years? Like, it was you know, a long time. A long, yeah, so in, in that time for all I know, we, we could be moving on to 4K TVs, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> I think I've changed jobs like three times in the in the uh, since the PlayStation Three came out. Well, so that's, that's uh, just because you're not dedicated. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, it's got a few other kind of cool uh, features as well. There's a share button on the on the controller for the, you know being able to share like you know your status and stuff like that uh, with social networks. Uh, it also has like a, a headset port directly in the in the controller as well. Okay. So a couple of uh, cool little bits there. Um, but there's also, they've done a lot of stuff with the with the software as well. They're doing things like, uh, you know, boosting the, the, the social aspect of things. Uh, one of the things that they've done is, uh, they, or that they're going to be doing rather, is that they're utilizing people's real names and, and pictures and stuff like that in the social uh, in for for social stuff, but that being said, they're also going to be doing you know having still keeping like the the usernames like the aliases and the you know the the icons and stuff. So there's kind of these two separate worlds that you can go in online with now with the PlayStation. Uh, one of them is you know with your real friends, your real life friends. You can uh, you know the the people that you know on say Facebook, uh, or you know the people that you actually have friendships with. Outside so, of your house, so that would be people on Twitter, right? Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, 
so you know people that you actually know uh you can you know you can share with uh you share with them with your real name with your photo that sort of stuff but when you want to talk when you want to play games uh online and anonymously uh you can do that as well and you'll have your your your, uh alias which will uh represent you on on there so essentially it opens up these kind of two separate worlds where you can be anonymous, but if you want to have your real name out there, you that's that's capable as well. And there's no that way. I don't have to reference you as Brandroid Attack every single time I want to, you know, want to send a message to you over the console or whatever. Right. I can just talk to you as if you're as if you've been, because that's who you are to me. <laughs> Uh, so so you know, my, mother, my mother named me Bean. <laughs> exactly. Just like my mother named me Jelly. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. So the you know they've they've boosted that up as well. Uh, one of the things that they've done is also, um, and I think you already know about this. Uh, you put this into the notes originally. Is that they purchased a streaming company, streaming mm-hmm. game company. Uh, the company was called Gaikai. Right. I think, I think I'm saying that right. I did listen to them say it several times, especially when the guy from Gaikai uh, got up. Anyway. It, it, it sounds good enough to me and uh, you know what if they're listening they can send us an email letting us know what's wrong they can they can send us an email and send us a PlayStation 4 that we can try out for everybody I, exactly like we'll review it on air we'll, we'll definitely we'll play it on air while we're recording Jelly and Bean <laughs> and you'll probably hear like yeah that was an awesome shot awesome <laughs> oh good good Oh, and Bean, then, come on, keep and then, up. And then swearing and sounds of <laughs> yeah. controllers being thrown. That will be here. that will be the episode where we play PlayStation Four while recording Jelly and Bean. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, so you know, but uh, Gaikai is a, a streaming. Uh, was it? Well, was a streaming game company, I guess. I guess they still are in a way. Uh, where you know they're one of those companies where, and I'm kind of paraphrasing i may actually get some of this wrong you might need to correct me here so they're a company that streams the game so i believe they run the game on a server and then all that you get like is basically the streaming video and you like your your controls are actually sent to the server to control the game which is you know basically one big loop of you get the video you put in controls sends to the server comes back with video you, you know that sort of thing I guess the best way to describe it is Skype, where you get to control the person that you're talking to. <laughs> How would you would you it would, would uh, that be right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's close enough. It's 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 cloud based gaming essentially, um, right? Like it, I'm just gonna say it's no different than you know playing a you know game in your browser, except in this situation, it's a it's a full fledged game. Yep. Like, yeah, it's no, no different from the user. They're just gonna see it as they log in and they play the game. Um, right, but but yeah, it, it'll be running on you know some server somewhere else, and you know you'll you'll be remoting in. Right, so it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when you play uh, online games presently, except rather than uh, rather than the servers sending your console or your computer uh, to tell you you know a message to say okay move this person here and move that person here and then this person fired at this point in time and that's sort of like you know sending that sort of information where the console then has to render all of that and do all the work uh, and output that to the screen all of that's being done on a server right and so all that has to happen is it streams the streams the video to your to your screen 
I would say that's probably yeah, it's a, fairly accurate. Yeah, well, um, I mean, we're also assuming it's how it's going to be used as right. well. Right. I mean, well, for, for all I know, they could they could change it up on us. Well, I have a little bit of information about how they're planning to use it. Would you oh. like to hear about this? Oh, I would. This is what happens when I listen to uh, to keynotes that are two hours long and really boring. <laughs> I get all sorts of information from them. Uh, so, what they're going to be using for? At least uh, two of the things that they're going to be using it for. There may be maybe more than this. I actually did give up, if you will remember, about halfway through the Gaikai guys. The Gaikai guys talk. Gaikai guys. Gaikai guy. So the first thing that they're going to be using it for is in the store, uh, in the PlayStation store. So you'll be able to, like, uh, I believe you can already currently go online and buy games that you can download to your to your console. Yeah, yes. uh, you can also get uh, previews of games, like little demo versions of games, which are basically, you know, they're basically a packaged version of the game that has maybe like one or two levels, or you know, just slightly, you know, they're, they're just slightly smaller in their, you know, in their uh, capabilities. So what they're going to be doing is replacing the demo versions with uh, Gaikai streaming. Okay. Um, so what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to go onto the store, you'll be able to browse around for a game that you think you'll be into, and then you'll be able to basically demo that immediately by streaming it, like playing it over streaming, which is kind of cool. Uh, I believe it's going to be like a, a full version of the game. So... Essentially, what it's going to be like is when you walk into a physical games store, like a JB Hi-Fi uh, or you know, game or EB Games or whatever, and they have a con like sometimes they have a console there with a late like the latest game on it. Uh, I, I know you know when I used to work at JB Hi-Fi, they had uh, f- you know they used to have the like the Xbox or whatever out with the with the latest Guitar Hero on it, and people would come and you know, play it. They could pick up the guitars and they could play it and the screen was there and it would, would all work. Right. Uh, so, but essentially, you know, you can go in, you can play the game, uh, try it out, and the idea is that you'll go, oh, this game is awesome, and you'll buy one. So, you'll be able to do that, except you'll be able to do it from your couch and you'll be able to do it uh, for all of the games in the store, essentially. Yeah, and I think that's that's, that's a fantastic idea because I know now with, with my Xbox... I rarely download demos because they're still like you know they're a gig and that takes time. Yeah, and, and usually you they can't, you can't do anything else on the net at the same time. You know, if you want to download it with any speed, you know, so you, you know you go, oh, I, if I want to see if this game's any good, I have to leave the you know the Xbox on for an hour or two. Yep, and I can't you know I can't play any of my online Xbox games, and I can't you know can't really use it for for. A lot else, and I have to keep checking it to make sure you know it hasn't fallen asleep. <laughs> that's what Hexix for, man. That that's true. But <laughs> I, I played a lot of that when I first came out here. Yeah, but I, I don't ever really want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so that I mean, that's one thing that they're going to be doing with it, which is a very, a very good thing. And I think I kind of hope that uh, that the Xbox will will follow suit on that sort of uh, capability. Uh, but I mean, we have to wait until E3 to find that out, I guess. Uh, they actually do have one other thing that they're going to be uh, that they're going to be using the Gaikai streaming technology for, and it's called remote play. Take a stab in the dark at what you think remote play is. Playing remotely. Wow, 
That's amazing. Oh, it's a gift. Actually, there is a console on the market that does this sort of thing right now, and I bought one several weeks ago, and it's called the Wii U. So, what the PlayStation 4 is going to be able to do is basically what the Wii U does in combination... Uh, the PlayStation will do it in combination with a PlayStation Vita, which is their little uh, portable PlayStation gaming console, kind of like a uh, you know 3DS or whatever, but yeah, lamer. <laughs> so the idea is that the console then renders the game, and you can actually play without the TV on your on your Vita, so you can control it and stuff from the Vita. Uh, which you know, and it controls the the console and just re- just basically streams the video to to the game, which is kind of cool. I you know, and that's part of re- the reason that I bought a bought a Wii U. Well, yeah, I think something with companies like that who have both, uh, you know, like home consoles and and portable things like that's what they should be doing. Right. Is you, you should be rewarded, you know, for purchasing both. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh, I have this one system over here, but it's made by the same company, and it never talks to this other system that's over here. Like Indeed. there should, there should always be some some sort of you know interaction. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, there's there's less that I can actually say about this, uh, but the idea is the idea is fairly sound. Uh, you know, you'll be able to you'll be able to play basically you play your full PlayStation games. On on a portable device uh, from from your couch, so you know somebody could be watching TV while you're playing while you're playing you know the latest Assassin's Creed or the latest Borderlands or whatever. Uh, so I mean it's I, I mean it's very that's a very good use of use of the technology and sure you know we we just bought you know sev- uh, a streaming company for I guess seven several uh, what billion dollars several million dollars three hundred and eighty million dollars. So just a little bit, bit, little bit more than several million dollars. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, if we're if we're going to buy this company, then we might as well use their use their tech as much as we possibly can, and that's basically what they what they're going to be doing. So, so you know, that's 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 good. Yeah, and I guess it kind of uh, it gives Microsoft a little, uh, I guess, something to compete against when they release at E three. Right, right. So now, you know, we're, we're, when they announce when they announce what they're doing, they they can uh, they can kind of go, oh, oh, now I need to, you know, now we need to do this. Yeah, we need we need to be able to, uh, you know, stream games to people's phones with you know smart glass. So hopefully that sort of hopefully you know ho- hopefully some of this stuff will actually uh, you know come across to some of the other consoles and especially you know Xbox. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of like some of the other consoles, it, it's this coming, this being announced, I guess, this early in the year is, is kind of an interesting move on their part as well. Um, because announcing it early doesn't really get you anything if it's not going to release until. Um, did they release date yet? I, I feel like I, I've seen a release date. I actually holiday. Don't I, I think know. holiday season is what they've said. Right. So late, basically late this year. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, what everyone kind of expected. So that's why it's kind of strange that they announced as early as they have, mm-hmm. because it's just kind of it, it's going to be what nine, ten months, you know, and you're not going to see anything. You're like you're not. It's not going to be available, right? It's, so it's just going to be a lot of sitting around waiting for it, and, and releasing this early also kind of gives Microsoft, I think, a bit of a, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess a bit of an advantage because they know now, you know, they still have a couple months before they were announcing anything. 
Now right. that, that, now that that's enough to really change anything huge, but at the very least, it's enough for them to come up with a good PR game against it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, they go, yeah. oh, well, they stream. Well, we do this. We give away, you know, $100 with every free purchase, you know? <laughs> well, who knows? There are a few other things uh, that, that are coming with the PlayStation. Uh, and actually, I just re- realized that there's another thing that they're using the Gaikai streaming for. This one I'm not really sure about because uh, it seems kind of creepy. So we've already talked about how you'll be able to trial games from the store. We've already talked about how you'll be able to remote play with your console from your PlayStation Vita. One of the other things that they're going to be able to do is, uh, so you'll have, like, so on their social uh, social thing, I don't even know what it's called, PlayStation whatever. Uh, PlayStation Network. The PlayStation Network. Uh, on the PlayStation Network, you've got like a profile, a user profile, right? Yeah. And in the new one, you'll be able to, like, obviously, like I said before, uh, you you'll be, you know, your your real name will be there for your for your real for, like real life friends, uh, and you know you you'll have have that sort of stuff happening. Uh, you you can kind of get that sort of you know okay, this person is playing this game, so you know Bean is playing. Uh, Borderlands 2 at the moment, you know, when you when you sign into your console, um, in, right. like the Xbox does that. You know, I can I can sign into my Xbox and I can see what you're playing at the moment, and you can do the same for me. Uh, which is excellent because it means that you can kind of you can kind of get on and you know that somebody's playing a game, you can kind of challenge them to a you know a, a you know a death match or whatever, you know, because you want to take out some. Some aggression, some aggression on 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 them, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's whatever, whatever you like to do. Uh, so one of the things that you'll be able to do with the PlayStation Four is that you can log on to a person's uh, profile, and you can see you can not only see them that they're playing a game, but you can actually watch them play the game. It's like sitting there over their shoulder and just kind of creepily staring at the screen, going, "Ooh, oh, I wouldn't have done that." Jeez. Oh, oh, and wait for it. So you can you can actually talk to the person who's playing the game, like so you can basically have a little chat, right? Which is fine. That's you know that's that makes sense. But you can also offer to take over the game for them if they're coming up to a like a a difficult part that they're not doing very well at. So if you c- you can basically sit there and go, oh, 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 no, oh, you did, you should really no, no, that's not right. Just let me do it. Let's just let me do it. You know that that sort of that that that's coming to the digital world. <laughs> Yay! Well, I mean that that's interesting. Um, I guess my only concern is that like that have to be something have to be you know they have to be really secure about. Right. Exactly. I, I I can see you know obviously obviously these are things they would they would have thought about. But I mean there are security concerns stuff like. You know, does it only show you when you're actually in a game, or does it show you? Does it show your screen all the time? Like, you know, if, if you know, say you you were, you know, I, I you know invited you to to watch what I was playing, and then I backed out to the menu. Would you see me in the menu? You know, like would you see me if I had to quickly go make a purchase on the thing? You know what I mean? Like, is there so there there would need to be obviously be a point where it said, nope, sorry, I kick you back to your own screen. Would you see me if I popped in a Blu-ray porn disc and just started playing it? You know, 
Questions. Well, questions. They'll see those are things I hope not, not to ever see. <laughs> no, but like this is the sort of things that, you know, that people actually do. So yeah. the, that's, the, that's the sort of question that you kind of have to ask. Are you able to, yeah, are you able to play, like just see when they're playing the game or are you actually able to see everything that somebody's doing? I would guess, I would hazard a guess that you'll only be able to see the game because surely they've thought about the fact that you could pop in a DVD that you don't want other people to see or that you, you know, you don't want them to see things like you making a purchase from the store or whatever. Uh, of your, you know, your favorite My Little Ponies, uh, you know, apparel. Right. Your, uh, your little character. Right, right. Uh, although when they see the character, they'll kind of get the idea that you bought that, unless it's but maybe, like... maybe it's a surprise, Charlie. Do you ever think about that? <laughs> right. So I, I'm going to hazard a guess and say that they'll probably make it so that you can only uh, you can only watch games and you can only stream games uh, from other people's consoles. But that was never really made clear as far as I could I could tell. So there is no answer. Or at least there is no answer that I know. And if you were listening to the to the PlayStation uh, introduction today, uh, or yesterday, or whenever it was, you know, on, on the, when when it happened, uh, whenever you're listening to this, then it would be awesome if you could tell me what the answer is. Yeah, or if or if you're listening to this so far in the future that you actually have a PlayStation Four, <laughs> well, I probably figured it out by then. But, you know, feel free to get in touch with us either. Anyway, speaking of getting in touch with us, I think that's probably all that we have, uh, all that we have time for today. Uh, we, we, uh, so, you know, if, if you want to read any of the articles, uh, that we've kind of been looking at, uh, throughout the episode, uh, you can do that. You can jump onto our website, uh, to get the show notes. And you can do that at jillyandbean.co forward slash. 13 because this is the lucky 13th episode very lucky uh if you would like to get in touch with us and tell us about uh, what you think about the playstation 4 or what you think about the google glass then you can do that as well uh you can do that on our website uh the address for that is jellyandbean.co forward slash contact if you would like to talk to us separately you can do that I am on Twitter at JellyBeanSoup and Brandon is available at BrandroidAttack. Thanks guys for listening. Uh, We look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Bye.